Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So I'm here with Antrim and Cargans, Mick McCann. Mick, how's it going with you? Good, Connor. Good. Um, just like everybody, just seeing the winter nights in and keeping myself busy. And there's nothing else for it. And those there, uh, the dark evenings are coming in. Like, really, is there? Well, it's 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 a winter like no other, really, isn't it? When <laughs> there's absolutely nothing to do. Um, <laughs> you know, usually usually you've something to keep you occupied over the winter, whether it be a bit of five aside or maybe nights out or all that so the, the winter seems longer than usual at the moment so very true well hopefully there's brighter days ahead anyway in the new year we'll see what happens there um yeah hopefully um so look i want to look back in the year that's just gone obviously it's been a successful one for yourself and especially in the club scene so like if you think back to the 26th of July, whenever you finally got back out in the pitch again and uh, your first championship game there, um, how, what was that feeling like for, for for you and I suppose for the for the whole club? Yeah, it, um, it was it was you know it'd been a long it'd been a long sort of sort of three or four months I would say we were off. Well, from you know I had been back to obviously Antrim at the time, but I mean for the club lads it was obviously longer. Um, we'd only get back and doing a bit of gym work and then. Um, the the pin was pulled so yeah you know i'll never forget the first training with with massive numbers and you know very rare you get your first training that you get to and the sun's splitting the trees and it's the height of the summer and you're out and you know no underarm or wet gear or anything like that so i remember the buzz was good and everybody was just you know everybody was mad to get at it and uh Again, probably like most clubs, record numbers out of training because everybody there was nothing else, to, nothing <laughs> else to do but but play a bit of football. So yeah, it was it was it was good. 
Yeah, and like I suppose in the club scene this year, it was a bit different with the round robin introduced, and you've you've got plenty of games then initially there through through um July and August, and they end up then. Yeah, well, I, th- I think I think you know I think Antrim to be fair to them as a, as, a, as the county board sort of you know thought it out um and and asked around as to what the best format would be um just for opinions and things like that and. I think they came up with a right one, considering there was no league football, and uh, we were lucky that, you know, we were lucky that, as I said, we we had an extra, uh, we had an extra team in our group, so we get a, we get an extra, we get an extra couple of games, you know. Um, so from that point of view, it was brilliant. We have a, you know, we have a, a lot of young lads, and and you know, we have a lot of lads pushing on to the, the first team, so it give a lot of opportunities, and. Um, so I, I thought the championship ran well. I, I, I don't know, again, I don't know how a round robin would go in a normal season when you're playing a lot of league football and you just want to get stuck in the championship. So, yeah. Um, but but for the for the year that it was, it, it, it was well laid out and and it was just all, all it ever felt like was you were just playing matches and sure that's that's exactly what you want. Yeah, and in 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 Corgan's group, you used I think particularly competitive games against Ahagallon and and St Bridget's as well. There, um, Ahagallon aside, who you know weren't that long ago playing Division Three football, and they they went on to have a a good a good championship after that and give a good account. Yeah, they like. What were those matchups like? Whenever you were just getting back. In the- yeah, well, we we like you know everybody looked into our group and thought it was a. A fairly easy group, and it was far from that because you know there were you had to get up. Number one, you had to get off to a good start, and then when you get into you, so the games were tough to start, and then when you get into the latter parts of that group stage, everybody was fighting for their lives to get through. You know, so um, like we we didn't find the group as easy as what other people thought it might be, and and as you've seen from Ahagallon when when the when they they give they give Lampdurga a, a brave scare. Um, and probably missed a lot of good chances to win the game. So, um, yeah, like Ahagam was it both 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 games with Ahagam were tough. The one in, you know the one we played at home, I think we scraped by by two or three points. Um, the one we played them up there, uh, we, I think we won by seven or eight in the end. But I mean, it, it wasn't that type of game that probably the scoreline sort of flattered us a wee bit. So. Listen, we were under no illusions. In saying that, we got a lot of, you know, we got a lot of men, a lot of championship football, you know, new new players and things like that. But it was it was definitely it was definitely a tougher group than what what everybody thought. Yeah, and then when the Reese came out of the group, then and you know, you did have that kind of those challenges put up against you, and did it allow you to kind of find find yourselves? I suppose when you got to the knockout stages, then you find yourselves in a wee bit of a healthier position compared to say you're, you know, you just won comfortably. Great stages. Yeah, well. Suppose suppose the, the, the Rossa game was the first knockout game and we really get so, sort of ourselves focused. You know, that was a real sort of start of mm-hmm. sort of getting really, really focused. Um, not that you weren't focused before, but I mean, knockout football is obviously, obviously different. Uh, quarterfin- quarterfinals obviously different. And um, uh, so, like, that was our first game and, we, and, and our, our performance and the scoreline suggested that we were, that we were, <laughs> ready and that you know that we're up to the pace because we absolutely blitzed them within 15 minutes and the sort of game sort of totally got away from them um 
but we, we we were lucky, you know. We we were we were able to, as I say, in the group stages, a wee bit experiment sometimes. Um, so when we got to the knockout stages, we were we were chomping at the bit to get at it because a lot of the more senior players missed a lot of the the sort of group the group games. Um, and you know, again, I missed two or three. Tomas missed two or three. You know, so mm. once we got to once we got to the knockout, you know, a lot of us were mad to get at it, and the performance in the quarterfinal proved that. Yeah, because uh, the, the quarterfinal you just won comfortably, but you know you get to the semi-final and it was a completely different story there. And uh, you know it was a very tight semi-final you just had, um, and obviously the final as well. We'll go on to obviously that was very close as well, and you just did seal three in a row. But the championship probably overall is looking healthier and more competitive than it's ever really been, and as far as I can remember, anyway. Yeah, well, listen, we've won, as, as you just said, we've, we've won three in a row. And, you know, the first of those three, we won by a point. Last year, we went to a replay um, and the replay went to extra time. So it was it was another grind. Um, and this year, it went to extra time and we, and we won by two or three in the end. But, yeah, the, 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 the championship is, the championships, you know, it's just not as easy as what, you know, I, I know people look on. You know, when you look at the record books, it'll say three in a row, but it just doesn't. You know, we've worked extremely hard to to stay there. You know, and and what you have to understand as well is from a from our point of view, and I know we're we're in finals, but every team we play, and a lot of the bigger teams get this too, but especially when you're when you're in the sort of like we haven't lost a championship game now in obviously three years, and and in fact in the last. In the last what six years, we've lost one championship game in Antrim. Mm. So we're always there to get at, you know. And everybody picks, you know, raises their game to get at us. And so you have to take that into consideration too. That you know, everybody when they're playing us is sort of this is it, do or die, you know. And and um, but it's definitely, it's definitely, it's it's definitely the the teams that are competing for championships now are growing every year, you know. Four or five years ago, there was sort of two or three teams. It's now got to the point where there's probably at least six, if not seven, that believe that they can win the win the senior championship. Do you, do you notice that whenever you go out in the pitch to face a team now, uh, this say um, say that, or say the season just gone there versus say your first title, the three in a row, and that kind of approach that you know, user the team that um, user the club that um, other teams want to get at to prove a point against as well. Like, do you notice a difference in kind of I suppose this season compared to a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, well, I do, and. Um... Like I would notice as the years go on there that even league games that a lot of teams would take for granted that I, I would notice a lot of, you know, even when we play teams in the league, they're, you know, they're nearly at a, not all of them now, I'm not, but, you know, mm-hmm. they're nearly at a, cham- close to a championship pace in the sense that the other team bring a lot, you know, they, they bring a lot of focus and they bring a lot of intensity because even a league one, you know, is, to, to get at us is, is, is a big thing. And, and listen, I'm not sort of, I don't mean to be saying, you know, we're the be all and end all because we're not. But my point is when you're on that sort of crest of that wave, you're just, it's you're there to be knocked off. And we understand that and we don't take that for granted. And we don't, we don't believe that we're miles better than anybody else. We just work hard. You know what I mean? And, um, and but but we also know now at this stage that every time we go out to play, whether it be a league match or 
whether it be a championship match or whether it be a, a Cahan Cup match, that you know we have standards that we have to meet because at the end of the day, if we don't, you know that one that one win in a in a league game will give somebody else you know a, a lot of confidence, and you never know where it could take them. You know, so we have a lot of that to focus on too. Yeah, and I suppose whenever you are kind of self, we're talking about the competitiveness there. Like your semi final against Labjark, you know, you won by two points, three nine to one thirteen. But then you did clubs like obviously Craig and you know um, putting up um, their performance this year. You've Portland own kind of coming in there as as a team that's showing too, and and St Gaul's progressing, and St Enda's obviously getting the good good results in the group stages as well. So I guess those are teams and maybe you look at 2017 when Lav we did win the championship you know they've been knocking on the door for a long time and that's when they took they took their chance so if you let any team sort of through that you never know what they could then go on and do yeah and 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 you never know where you know you never know there's a there's a there's a double effect to that you know a, a team gets through and gets confidence and you never know where they could go and secondly once you know if, if if we do lose that championship you never know how it then you know affects us going into the next campaign of championship whether you know that whether you know it might take a wee bit of pressure off um in the sense that right we've sort of we've been beat now that's in our fourth mm-hmm. year that's okay now we can the pressure's off or it might be you know, mentally, how do boys prepare and how do boys take it on board that maybe, you know, we're not invincible and, and might might have a bad effect on them, you know? So, um, like, there's so many teams, you know, in 2015, when we won our first championship, I mean, of this era, you know, you know, we won mm. plenty, we won other ones, but Lamberg, you know, we we beat Lamberg in the final that year. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um you know, so Lamberg have been about there five or six years, and they could easily, they could easily have taken, you know, they've taken one since two thousand and fifteen, and they could have easily, easily taken three, you know, easily, mm. you know, just just on yeah. another day or another, you know. So the breakthrough's coming for somebody, you know. At the end of the day, everybody can be beat, um, and yeah. the break the breakthrough will come for somebody. It's up to us, you know. We can only focus on ourselves. Like at the end of the day. Yeah. We have a lot of focused lads there, um, incredibly focused actually. And people, people look in and think, you know, we're lucky. We 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 scraped by a few championships, but you know, we were dead and buried in the final last year, and we came back. And you know, la- this year we're probably to a certain degree against Craig and gone, and we sort of came back. And you know, it, there's a lot to be said for that mental side of it. Yeah, and like just talking about your squad there, I suppose there's probably younger lads here in the team that. You know, only you know in the last year or two years of that there that we've only known winning championships, and I suppose that when that first kind of championship defeat comes along, like that's a different experience for them versus say yourself. You know, when you've played in in years prior, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, as you just rightly said, we have we have fellows there that have never experienced championship defeat, um, and you know the likes of Jimmy Gribben there, for instance. Uh, Jimmy's got three championship medals now and he's 21 you know like you know yeah. and he's never he's never experienced and uh, i'm gonna say championship defeats you know he's never experienced a, 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 a you know after championship defeat um yeah so you know how they how they react to that and you know we're, we're in a privileged position that we you know we're we're winning championships but on the same note as i always say to a lot of people and they you know they ask me about it uh, Carrigan have been 
sort of in whether they believe it or not, Chuck Cargan for the last three, four years have been in transition um, in terms of, you know, we had, we had a team there that ran from sort of 2007, 8, 9-ish to, you know, up to the last three or four years, you know, maybe a 10-year period there where, you know, and a lot of them have fell off and we're sort of bringing in a lot of new fellas, you know, like we have maybe five, six, seven young lads there. When I say young, 20, sort of three and below, 24 and below. So we would believe that we're actually in transition as we would talk, um, but we're in a very privileged position that we've been packing up championships as we've done that. Um, and and we're also in a privileged position that our, you know, our minor teams are, have done, we've won two minor championships in a row there. So we've, we're, we're privileged that we've got sort of young lads coming through too. Um, so, but winning minor championships doesn't really mean anything until you make that step up. And there's a lot of hard work there too. So, um, we're just trying to get, we're just trying to, you know, set a precedent and, and try and bring young lads in and, and show them the way. And, um, hopefully, hopefully they can go on and win more, you know? Yeah. Cause often the most difficult thing as well, there's plenty, there's, you know, there's lots of clubs who would have that consistent minor success or underage success and is translating that to senior levels that is the big step up. Um, the, the final then against Craig. And so, you know, uh, it's a stark contrast to the final a couple of years ago. Um, the yeah. 122, 122 to one nineteen this this year after extra time, and you you obviously you know you had your suspension overturned going into the final. Were you ever worried about that? Um, I, do you know what? In a strange way, you know, uh, in a strange way, I wasn't overly worried about it because you know, uh, like. You know, I, I, I don't need to sort of get into the details of what actually happened that day, but I mean, for me, nothing did happen bar what, you know, you would expect in a sort of a scuffle in a senior yeah. championship match, you know, and, yeah. and you know, and I, I, I was lucky enough that um, the player, you know, in terms of with altercation happened with, you know, you know, he he knew I didn't do anything. He didn't do anything to me, bar sort of a bit of vargy bargy type stuff. And um, so in in that sense, I knew I didn't do anything wrong. Um, but you know, I, I'd nearly conceded the fact that to a point I was going to miss the final. You know, um, mm. and anything I'd say that was going to be a bonus. You know, so and as you, but it was a long it was a long process. Um, believe it or not, you know, we had. We had two weeks to the final, and I spent probably the whole way from the Sunday that the Lander game was on to probably the, I think it might have been the Wednesday prior to the final. So nearly 10 days I spent between, you know, gathering up evidence and going through that process and replying to... Um, suspension notifications from the county board and ccc and things like that so believe it or not as you think you've time to think about it you, you don't mm -hmm. because you're you're doing that much stuff to try and get your case ready and you've meetings to go to and you've all this sort of stuff to go to that you know you're you're so preoccupied that by the time you find out that you can or can't play you've only a couple of days to wait to the match you know so, yeah um, in that sense, it's probably why it probably didn't play in my mind too much because I was I was sort of so busy trying to get trying to get the suspension lifted that um, after that, I, I just a couple of days to sort of prepare, you know. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense there. And then the final itself, obviously, it was a cracker after extra time. And I think it was uh, was it Kieran Close's goal in the second period of extra time was like the big lift that you really need. What was it, Craig, and brought to that game? You know, this year that kind of that you felt that really put it up. To? Well, to, to to be fair, to be fair, um, you know, and, and we spoke about it sort of in the lead up. I I didn't think that the match would. Um, would be the same. There didn't seem to be that same um, sort of tension or pressure. The last, the last game, the last final was sort of a. a there's there was so much build up and so much, um, so much attention around. You know, it was the first Cargan Craig and Senior Championship final, and it was the first Southwest Championship final, and it was just all this sort of hype going towards it, and um, so th- that game. With all the tension that went going into the la- the first final, it, it sort of played out on the field as 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 how the lead the build up was. Um, whereas this time it just didn't feel as like that. You know, it's sort of and well and again maybe that's what I thought because I was preoccupied slightly, but um, it just didn't feel that same tension. And we had sort of an idea that they were sort of going to come out and go for it because their their games leading up to that final wouldn't have suggested that you know that they, they, they were playing defensive football and and we wouldn't our games wouldn't have suggested that either so we're never going to change it for a county final um but uh, but what a game it turned out to be not that that's you know now that we won it great that's what you like to see but i mean during yeah. the game during the game you know we were obviously Loved to have kept it tighter, and you know we we started so well, and then they they took a twenty minute period where they just blitzed us, and you know, uh, and we were so lucky to still be in the game at a stage, you know, and then to go on and win it in extra time was just was just something sensational, to be fair. And is it that kind of game that kind of when you can see games getting away from you? That's kind of the experience of the last couple of years. But a lot of county finals, when you get hit by a twenty minute period like that, you know, where you're being blitzed by the opposition. Bit, but then kind of having to drag yourselves back into it. Yeah, like you know, it, 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 the the game itself was fairly surreal in the sense that there there was so much heat. You know, the 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 the, the heat was was so warm, and you know, I don't know about anybody else, but it was very hard to sort of you know think straight and keep yourself hydrated, and it just felt like the game was so heavy on you and heavy on the body and sort of drained you so much that um so when 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 they came when they came with their 20 minute period you know we knew we had to sort of stem that a wee bit and we done that um and as you say the game those sort of games can get away from you um but for us um and it's, it's very hard to get you know when you get into a game like that where it's end to end it's very hard to slow a game like that down um because the crowd get into it so much more, and they want to see the game going that that way. And the referee, you know, subconsciously sees the game going that way and wants to keep it going that way. And there's so many players get into that sort of mode of end to end stuff that it's very hard to to stem the flow of that. And people will say, "Oh, why do you not just shut up shop for a while?" And it, it doesn't really work like that, you know. It doesn't really. Um, it does. It's not as simple as that. So, um, you know, we. We, we were lucky. We were lucky with 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 enough experience to sort of keep ourselves in the game because from outside of the four 0 that we went up early doors, 
Craig and we're always sort of a point ahead of us all the time or two maybe and then we get barred sort of last couple of minutes of normal time where we get a point up but I mean we were always sort of just trying to stay with them um, and they were they were getting the run on us so many times and I think I think to be honest a lot of experience sort of pulled us over the line in the end up you know in terms of how we we stemmed that in terms of how we kept ourselves in the game. Yeah, and I think I think it's probably testament as well to Craigan's approach in that game and like your being in the fact that the novelty of us two being in the final together two uh, a couple of years ago it was good that was almost out of the way and then for this one you just had it was the nature of the game really and that took on a life of its own there and I suppose Craigan fought and it's again they join they join that group to be on their for you to be on your guard against really. Yeah, and, and you know, at the end of the day, that's exactly it. Like we we, we knew they'd bring something, and, and you know, believe it or not, you know, the, the, the local rivalries like that very rarely follow that pattern. So, you know, people don't people underestimate how hard it is to um, how hard it is to sort of come out of your shallow wee bit in a local rivalry, you know, and 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 to get a game like that is testament to both sets of players and. Um, and I don't think either set of players or managers envisaged the game to go like that. I just think mm. that's just what happened, you know. And and um, and you know, they're, they're, you know, and they were always, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Craig and were Craig and were always in our Craig and were always in our on our radar, you know. And and you know, and they're always been that, you know. There's 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 a there's as I said to you, there's six or seven teams there that we know that when we go out, that we have to be at the top of our game. Um, and because you know, if they get the run on you, or you get yourself in a dogfight, you find yourself in the last ten minutes. You know, and and we there, there's a group of there's a group of teams there that we just know. And Craig and we're always on that. That they have been, and you know, they have been as long time. You know, people might not see that, and just because they haven't won a championship, people think that they're not. But you know, for us, it doesn't matter. Like if 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 we weren't sort of winning championships and we were down around the bottom of Division 1 and we were playing Craigan who were top of Division 1 the game would still be tight it just, that's just the nature of a rivalry you know and, and that that's how generally it, it pans out Yeah no it looks, certainly looks to be shaping up to be competitive championship next year as well um, but you returned then to the inter-county set up so is it right you returned a few weeks before lockdown and then obviously lockdown Yeah I would I returned um I returned sort of about mid February, I think. I can't really mm. remember, but I returned about a week yeah. before the car. I returned about a week before the Carlo game, um, mm. and sort of, you know, I, I got approached and I got asked, and a few players had said to me, and I said, you know what, I would give it a rattle, and and I only got sort of two or three weeks out of it, and then the the, the lockdown came, and um, was a bit of a was a was a wee bit of a a disaster from that sense, but. Um, I don't really know why I went back. You know, at this suppose at my age, you have to wonder. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You have to wonder, sort of, what you're thinking, and you know, a lot of a lot of commitments in terms of outside of football, and um, so I don't really know what I was thinking. Um, suppose from my end, I just wanted to, I wanted to challenge myself, you know, um, to see if I could still compete at that level, and that's really what. That's really the motivation I had, to be honest with you. Um, just to see, you know, I played sort of club level and club football, and I was going reasonably well at club football. And I thought to myself, I wonder could I, you know, I wonder could I, 
compete at inter-county level and, and suppose that when you strip it all back that's exactly the reason I, I sort of thought I would give it a go yeah and like you obviously were involved then after after lockdown was finished and championship match against Calvin like you know you were probably you're one of Adam's probably best performing players that day and obviously you saw what Calvin went on to do what what was the like stepping out in the pitch again um uh in the Ulster championship against Calvin after after those f- uh few weeks or a few years away well uh, to be honest with you um <laughs> to, 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 to be fair I was thinking because I, I didn't play the I hadn't actually done much training up to that Kevin game because I'd only come back from the county final and within three or four days I had I'd wrecked my hand um, and I was out for, I missed the Wicklow game. I didn't travel to the Wicklow game. Um, I'd hurt my knuckle. So, and then I came back and sort of trained the session before the Waterford game and then the Kevin game was the following week. So like really from the county final, I had only a couple of training sessions under my belt for a start. Mm. And then Kevin had came off the back of an unbelievable win against Monaghan. Um, mm. Division one team, obviously. So in my head, I was thinking, I haven't really done any training here. I've, um, I'm coming up against a team here that's just beat a team in Division one in the Ulster Championship. And to be honest, the week leading up to it, I was thinking, I don't really know if it was wise to check if I could play at this level or not. Um, <laughs> this, this doesn't. This isn't teeing myself up for a for a. This isn't going to team myself up for a great performance based on what what preparation I've had coming into this. But um, so to be honest, that was my that was my thoughts. Um, how it panned out was slightly different, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't listen. I didn't do anything spectacular. But I mean, for. I'd, I'd done the simple things and I'd done the simple things well and that sort of that sort of stood by me to be to be honest. Getting up close to Cavan in that game and seeing what they obviously you know went going on to win the Ulster title you know their comebacks that they that they produced in in their semi final as uh, Ulster semi final as well like does it just kind of show you as well like like you know any team can really go and win their their province and you know it should really give give a county like Antrim a bit of a bit of you know, an idea that, you know, there isn't really anything to fear if you just go out for it. Yeah, listen, <clears throat> the thing the, the, the thing about you, you're 100% right. Now, you know, some people will argue that Kevin came off the back of a huge mental battle with Monaghan and couldn't really get themselves to the level that they wanted to be in. Like, suppose that's excuses, and, and maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong, I don't know. But, I mean, the one thing I do know is that, you know, there's absolutely no doubt that, there's good enough footballers in Antrim to, to compete. The The question is just, and as you see from that Cavan team, the question is whether you can, you know, commit to the team enough uh, as, as a group and bond the group and get work rate and get, you know, ferocious tackling like Cavan have. And, and, and that's what really won them the Ulster final, you know. Like, they didn't do anything flashy. They just really worked their socks off and that's what it got them. And, and you know, Antrim are the same. Antrim... Have are blessed with enough good footballers about the county. Um, it's just whether you know there's been committed, there's been committed to go to every training, or or there's been committed to the team. You know, and you know, unfortunately for Antrim, it, there's no sense, not no sense, but there needs to be more of a sense of like you know, the Antrim senior football team needs to be more of a sense of like a club team in terms of 
how committed they are to each other, you know, and and maybe because of so many people coming in every year and leaving every year that you just can't get that sort of that bond and, and that'll hopefully change over the next two or three years. Um new new setup, new manager. Um but that that's their big that over the last few years that's been their their probably their biggest downfall just with the the turnover of players in and out, and it's very hard to sort of get that tight knit bond that you know you sort of die by the sword type attitude, and that's what you've seen from Calvin, and that's that's really the only difference between the teams that are competing really really high, and you know obviously your freaks like Dublin and these teams, but I mean in terms of in terms of up through the sort of fourth fourth division, third, second, you know that that's the difference. Yeah, and I suppose then just finish off looking into next year. Obviously, a new management team in place for Antrim and McGinley, who obviously have your own family connections to there, and he's his new management team. And um, what what do you think that they they bring to to the to I suppose Antrim um, going forward? Like you know, the last three years Antrim have been very close to promotion. I think they finished third uh, three years in a row in Division Four. What what will the management team bring to that? Do you think? Well, well, I think I think I think they'll bring just what I said there. Actually, um, I think they'll bring um, a sense of sort of they'll you know uh, they'll they'll build a squad. Um, you know, there's no doubt that you know from what I can gather that they're, they're you know they're getting a lot of success in terms of the best players responding. You know, to to come into the squad and joining the squad and that that type of thing. Um, so I think they'll. I think the first thing they'll try and do is build a squad, and and keep that squad together. And you know, once you build that sort of a bond, you know, talent. You know, at the end of the day, talent's great. But I mean, if you've got that, if you've got a bit of a bond and a tight knit group and all that, you know, you, you can go anywhere. You know, the, the 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 last evidence of that was under Liam Bradley, and you know, I know, I think you spoke to him obviously during the week or earlier in the week. But, yeah. Um. The one thing Liam Bradley brought was exactly that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the, he got the same squad of players that he had that, that had been there for four or five years, and you know they were competing in Tommy Murphy Cups, and they'd never been out of Division Four, and he just got them so tightly knit that performance just performances just started coming, and work rates started coming, and you know you can shout and roar all you want, but if you get that bit of a bond between a team. That's exactly what you get. You get results out of it, and 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 I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the new lads who've played at that level in terms of Enda and Stephen O'Neill and Sean Kelly as well, you know, they've played at that level. They know what a setup should feel like. They know what a you know a team should feel like in terms of competing at the highest level, and they'll get the best players out, and I think they'll get a, a bite among that squad. Uh, that that's the two main things I think they'll get out of it. Yeah, you mentioned. Uh, uh... Baker there, obviously, I was chatting to him and he mentioned you were on the interview panel as a player rep. How was that experience? Yeah, um, yeah, I was. I, I, I was asked, I, I don't know why I was asked, but <laughs> I, I was asked, um, I was asked to um, go to the interview process back then, that was 2008, and um, just to, as a, just not that I said that much, but I mean, just to listen to the interviews, and, you know. Um, there was about four interviews we done in the one night. It was face to face, obviously. Um, and mm. Liam, I didn't know a whole pile about Liam. I knew who he was, obviously, but I didn't know a whole pile about him. And 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 not that he didn't come well prepared, but I mean there was there was other candidates that came with 
sort of PowerPoint presentations and three five three to five year plans and this sort of thing and had them up on the screens and you know and Liam came in and just to be fair to me just spoke from the spoke from the, the gut if you want to say um and he just he just had that presence about him to be honest with you it just was a presence he had more than absolutely more than anything um he sort of commanded the room a wee bit and and so confident in everything he said and so confident in what he could get out of the team and you know it just and it was really really infectious you know it just was you know and and we we spoke about it after and they sort of asked your opinion and the four you know and there was other good candidates don't get me wrong but they sort of asked their opinion on the on the the four candidates you know before i left and sort of said right well as you know so there was me, me and the chairman and secretary and blah 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 so they sort of went around us all and said well if you were to pick one out of that who would you pick so I'll never, and I'm not saying it because he got the job, but I mean, I remember saying Liam Bradley, you know, straight away. And I'll never forget Liam. I said this before to Brenton Cross, and um, I'll never forget Liam leaving the room. And, and somebody, I don't know who said it, came on and said, Well, you know, he's getting up of his seat. And he, they said to him, Well, Liam, have you any, anything you want to say just before you go? Or, and he just stopped and he turned around and he says, The only thing I would like to tell you, lads, is, he says, I'm a winner, and that's all you need to know. And he just turned and he walked out. <laughs> and, and the place just sat in silence. You know, everybody else went into their sort of big stories about what they could do. And, what, and that's, that's, all he, that's all he said. And he turned and he walked out. And I just, I'll never forget it. And I just, that was it. That just sealed the deal for me. And exactly what you got, what he, what he said was exactly what you got, you know, over the next three years was just, it was unbelievable like really when you think back yeah and obviously just that kind of box office kind of thing was just exactly what Antrim needed at that time um no uh look here Mick I just want to say thanks very much for for spending your time with me here to get this uh get this finally recorded after a couple of uh, (laughs) a couple of efforts beforehand um no thanks very much for your time and look here best of luck with the with the club and county next season hopefully we can uh, see some successes there yeah hopefully and um hopefully it's it's good on all fronts but uh thanks very much for having me connor and uh hope it all goes well (laughs) 